hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give God some praise, some glory. God is good. God is kind. He is merciful. He is all that. I thank God for who he is and what he is doing in our lives. Praise the Lord. Good to see you this morning. Hope you're doing well. Thank uh praise him for the uh worship, amen. For yes. desiring to give God more. Thank you, Lady Thomas, for that awesome prayer. And God has just been that good and that kind. Yes. And if you feel yes. God, give him a heart real quick, a, a like or something to shout out for praise because he's been that good and that kind. Yes. Want to welcome the new creation church. I'm grateful uh, for what God is doing, amen. Yes. And, and as I share this, I want to share it with you guys. Uh, the first series I preached at the beginning of the year was expect more because God was dealing with, dealing with me with expectation. Yeah. And you got to get your expectation to another level. And God showed up and showed out this week in our lives in such a way that what we had been praying for for 30 days, he did it in one day. Somebody should shout and give God a praise and give God a praise so, so you can receive some of that. Amen. That, that what I was expecting God, I prayed and asked for him to do. In 30, he said, hold up, son, do you know who I am? I can do it in one. I can just, if I just put my thing on it, amen. So God is good and kind, and I'm excited and ecstatic for what God is doing. So I hope you enjoyed last series. Here we go. We in a new series, amen. Now we in a new series called the B Series, amen. So I hope you're ready. Tag somebody. Say, Pastor, about to preach the word, amen. Y'all better come listen. It's a word from the Lord. We have your Bibles, your tablets, your phones, whatever you're using. Uh, look at the book of Genesis today. We're going back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, all the way in the beginning. Verse 26, amen. And it reads as follows. Then God said, let us make man, humans, beings in our own image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Amen. Today, the first message of the B series is off part one. It's called Be Like Us. Be Like Us. For the next several weeks, I want to take you on a journey throughout Scripture of a word that is commonly used and overlooked, but is pregnant with so much possibility and so much power. I'm talking about a word that is only two letters. But if we embody this word and use what it says in scripture, it is no doubt in my mind this word can change our lives. This two-letter word is followed by adjectives that are empowering like courageous, wise, still, humble, holy, and love. I thought of no better way than start this series to go back to the book of beginnings in Genesis because we find this word right here. As we have already spent about 60 days or so in 2021, uh, this past year, 2020, we all know was a year like none other. Uh, we experienced a substantial amount of death. Over 500,000 lives just in the United States were lost due to COVID-19, the coronavirus. We, went, we also witnessed a considerable amount of death to celebrities and people of stature, we would say, that have passed away from various numbers of reasons, from everything from COVID to cancer. But this is a year I believe, watch this, a new year, the new year resolutions that we made meant a lot more this year than in years past. <laughs> I mean, we were dealing with everything from quarantine to having to deal with social distancing to failed relationships, loss of jobs, social injustice, unwanted weight gain, amen. Or, or, or maybe you were just trying to get to another level spiritually or other areas in your life. 
But I'm sure, watch that, this year, you made some promises to God and to yourself. So as your pastor, I want to encourage you and empower you through the word of God. Let's look at Genesis 126, the A clause. Look at this. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Wow. Wow. To be like us. It was some deep spiritual thought that went into creation. Amen. That, that some scholars tend to differ on who God was talking to because God said, let us make man in our image. Amen. So pick this out. It's the, it's the end of creation. Creation has reached its apex. God has put the sun, the moon, the stars. In order, he's put uh, the sea, he's put uh, the animals, he's put the birds and, the, and everything, the animals and the sea, he's put everything in order. And then he says, hold up, player, let, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Yeah. I personally, this is this Pastor George talking, I believe God was talking to the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Why? Because in Genesis 1, the Bible says that the Spirit of God ho- hovered over the waters of the earth. That the Spirit of God, the earth was formless without void. The Spirit of God hovered on it. Then what did he say? God said, let there be light. So God spoke. And we know Jesus is the word of God. Amen. So I believe all three had already been there working together in the creation process. Amen. But this verse says man needs to be made in our image to be like us. Can I suggest to somebody in the room today, somebody that's online today, can I suggest to you the biggest problem you will have to overcome in your life, the biggest obstacle that is blocking you right now from your biggest blessing is that you must know whose image you were created in. Yeah, yeah, you, me, us, and we, all of us included, amen, got to know that in this life, our job is to be like God and bear the image of the one who created us. Yeah, yeah, I got to help you understand today, help me out, say that somebody needs to understand there is a real devil with a real plan. I can't believe in a real God that reigns down real blessings, that sits in the real heaven, and I can't think it ain't a real devil that want to destroy my life and live in a real hell. Amen. Come on now. I, I got to understand that he has a real plan to destroy my life through addiction, whether it be through drugs, through alcohol, through lust. He's coming to destroy my life. If he's trying to fill me up with lies, if he's trying to fill me up with greed, he's coming to try to destroy my life. He's trying to destroy somebody's marriage. Amen. He says, if I can get in the midst of it and flip it up and mess it up, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm trying to destroy somebody's relationships, whether it be with their parents, with their children, with anybody he can. He's trying to destroy somebody's career. Anything the enemy can get his hands on, y'all, he's going to try to do. So how does this discrediting, discrediting in the image of God, because we have to choose God's image and we have to choose his likeness. Don't, don't get it twisted. I know you like to think, well, 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 the devil ain't all that. No, he ain't all that, but he a trip. Uh, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. He got some game on him. How you know, Pastor? He convinced one-third of the angels to walk out of glory. <laughs> he convinced one-third of the angels who were already in the presence of God, who were already worshiping God, who were already singing songs and loving and seeing God's glory and majesty. He convinced them to leave God and follow him. So the devil got a mouthpiece on him, baby. Be careful. I'm going to prove it to you. Look at this. John, John, John 8, 42 and 43. Uh, uh, going all the way to the New Testament. Because we're talking about image. Look at this. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me. Woo, Jesus talking crazy. Because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. Look at this. Verse 44. For you are the children of your father, the devil. Woo. And you love to do evil things He does He was a murderer from the beginning 
He has always hated the truth because there was no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of liars. Woo! Jesus is talking cold cash right there, ain't he? Look at that, look at that. He's talking to, to, to some people, some Israelites, some people that were children of Israel. You know, Father Abraham had many sons, and Father, son, father Abraham had many sons, and Father Abraham and all that. So they were Israelites, and they said, hold up, we Abraham's seed. We know who we are. We know our lineage. And Jesus said, no, 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 baby. It's a distinction between children of God and children of the devil. Because you lying You like to do evil things So since you like to do evil things You don't line up with my heavenly father So you are not bearing the image Of the one who created you My God wow. There is some discrepancy family. These are Jewish brothers They're supposed to know God They know Abraham They know the language They know the lineage They know all this stuff Yet they were convinced They were God's children But Jesus told them they wasn't Can I suggest to you That all of us at some point in time That God got to do a paternity test on us <laughs> Can, can I suggest to you? Jesus said, no, no, no. I, I know who my father is, but who's your daddy? Your daddy is a devil because you like to do evil things. Can I suggest that God has to do a paternity test? And you know how paternity tests work. Uh, I know we got cotton swabs, but before all that, they had to take the blood of the father. I, I'm trying to preach to somebody. They had to take the blood of the father. And if the blood of the father lined up with the child, that meant he was child. Can I suggest that the blood, can I preach right now for a little bit? I know it's not Easter, but can I suggest to you that our father's DNA is in us, that the blood of Jesus is still saving, that the blood of Jesus is still cleansing, that the blood of Jesus is what ties my DNA to my heavenly father's DNA. I know I can be like God. Why? Because I'm trying to be like Christ. Come on, help somebody today. I'm trying to show you that it is the power in the blood. But this word be means what? To exist. And I have a sneaky suspicion, bloody Thomas, that there are some Christians that have allowed the enemy, watch this, to tank their image. Jesus. I just have a sneaky, sneaky suspicion. Uh, I know he did it in my life at the time, tainted my image. I, I wasn't who God called me to be or what God wanted me to be at one point in my life. See, the image I accept will determine who I will be. Woo. Uh, can, can I preach this thing? Does you hear what I said? The image I accept will determine what I will be. Okay, y'all, I'm blue. I'm about to show you. Look at this. Genesis 3, 4, and 5. The serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I thought in Genesis 1 and 26, he said, let us make man in our image to be like us. I thought God already determined how man was going to be, that man was going to be like God, that he was going to put some of him in us. We were going to be like him. Yet we find an enemy just a couple chapters later in chapter three, talking to Eve, lying to her and saying, look here, nah, 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 God has lied to you. He knows when you eat this fruit, then you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Can I suggest to you, knowing good and evil is not what makes you like God, be being able to separate yourself from good and evil. I'm trying to preach this thing. Being able to separate yourself from good and evil is what helps you to be like God. Knowing how to stay away. Knowing how to be holy. Knowing how to turn your back on certain situations. Knowing how to turn your back on certain people. Knowing how to turn your back in things that get your flesh in the rise. No, 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 baby. I'm going to be like God not because I know what is good and evil. I want to be like God because I can choose some good over evil. Amen. So what I want us to be, watch this, use our cognitive mind. God has blessed us with a mind and part of being like him. And we got to understand this, uh, people of God, that images are all around us. Yeah. We see images every day on our television. Come on. We see images every day on movies. We see images every day on our phones. 
We see them in magazines. We hear images, watch this, on our radios. We hear images and see them in music videos. Come on, come on, come on. Try to help somebody because music is deep and it'll get you off track if you let it, amen. But because the image that is promoted, that the things that are being promoted against God, being promiscuous and, 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 and sleeping around and doing these certain things are promoted. The images of it are promoted to us and, ch and children into a whole generation. And I come to find out it's cool to promote Satan ways as long as you don't say his name. <laughs> Oh man, I hope somebody's can. It's cool to promote Satan's ways. It's cool to get high, get drunk, sleep around. You only live once. It's cool to sleep around and have all these multiple children. It's cool to do all this stuff. They want to say it, but they don't ever want to tell you who is the one trying to promote that and push the image and the agenda on you. God has so much for you, but God ways call for us. Watch this to follow His will. Come on, that's good. That's good. Man, for God's image, watch this. We got to pick up our Bible That's good. and read it. Come on, people of God. Yeah, we, for God's image, we got to get alone and pray to him. Amen. We got to spend some alone time with God. We got to seek God's ways out because our flesh, because of Eve, what I read in chapter three, because our flesh, now we have this divided nature of knowing good and evil. The flesh don't want to know what God knows. The flesh don't want to serve God. The flesh wants to serve itself. The flesh wants to do what it wants to do. So I got to make sure I got to go and push and make room for God in my life. Because if we don't watch this, watch this. We got to understand that, that some people are not going to read the Bible. So what do they do? They're looking for an image. So they're looking for an image. And if Lady Thomas and I don't do nothing else, anything else in your life, I pray and hope we inspire you to do one thing, is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Amen. I, I, I hope we uh, inspire you to get married and get you a spouse and love them the way God says love them. If we don't do nothing else, I pray and hope we inspire you to raise your children up in a godly home and, and pray with them and teach them the things of God. If we don't do nothing else, because images are important. Because some people are never going to read the Bible. And some people don't read consistently enough yet. And I'm trying to push and, and challenge the church to read more, to study more, and seek out God's will. But some people are just not there yet. And that's just the facts of life. Everybody got their pace. And everybody's going at different paces. But I want to suggest to you that images are around us at all times. In fact, the Bible told us we got to be an image. It says we are living epistles to be read by all men. Which means people are going to read your life. So if people open up your life, what are they going to see? Amen. People are looking at you. They looking at you. You say, you say, you say, you love Jesus. And they looking at you to see what you're going to do and how you're going to move if you are consistent in your walk. Woo. Because they ain't reading the word. They want to see if you're consistent in your walk. And we'd be surprised how many times our inconsistencies in our walk turn people away from Jesus. They ain't even, and they're going to have to answer that for themselves. They're going to have to figure it out on their own. But I don't want them to be the reason nobody's hindered in their walk. Ooh, I hope I'm helping somebody today. Yeah, Look at this, Genesis 1 and 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. So God created us in his image, y'all. He said, let them, let me make them like me, and I'm going to create them in my image, male and female, both of us. We're created in the image of God, amen. We are we are equal in the sense of that, amen. That, that, that the man ain't better than the woman, the woman ain't better than the man. We are God's children. We have different roles. Don't get it twisted. We have different roles, but we are God's creation. So I gotta watch, watch this how I treat God's creation. I, I, I can't disrespect. I can't do certain things because I look at you as God's creation. But if I don't look at you like that. 
If the image that you are giving me, how I help somebody, if the image that you are giving me is something different than that, and the image I have of myself is something different than that, that's how I'm able to kill you and not think about it. That's how I'm able to lie to you in your face. That's how I'm able to sleep around and don't care if I bring something home back to you. That's how I'm able to get high and get drunk and hurt myself and don't care if it hurts you. That's how I'm able to do all these things because I don't see God's image in me and I don't see God's image in you. Therefore, I don't treat you like God created you, male and female. I told you reading the Bible when something is repeated, it's worth taking note. Twice, he says God created human beings in the image. In the image of God, he created them. He's trying to make sure it is confirmed that you know and understand it is God who created you. You are not here by mistake. You are not here by happen chance. You are not here. God created you, which means you had a purpose since the beginning. You have a, He has a plan for your life. God created you. You must understand. But when we don't understand, God has created us. And we accept these other images. We don't have no idea of our purpose and our plan for life. And we feel like, why am I here? And why am I still stuck here? Why, why, why? And so much is going on. But when you understand he created you, he is the one who birthed you, then you understand he has a purpose and plan for your life. I'm going to give you some of that purpose and plan right here, y'all. This is the opening message right here. Genesis 1, 28. Look at this. Then God blessed them. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for blessings. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Woo. Being like God, watch this, requires us to be fruitful. Mm. Try to help somebody. If you're going to be what God has called you to be, if you're going to be all you can be, amen, if you're going to do what God has called you to do, then you have to be fruitful. See, and fruitful means what? See, fruit has seeds, Amen. That, that, that's the difference. Fruits have seeds. Amen. So, so, so fruits have seeds. So that means seeds have to be sown. Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? He told them to be fruitful because you have seed in you. Woo. What are you doing right now that you know God will be pleased with that is producing good results? Be fruitful. Can you answer that? What are you doing right now that you know God will be pleased with with your life and is producing good results? What are you doing right now? Watch this. That, that God will be pleased with that is beneficial or profitable to him and his kingdom. He said be fruitful. Woo. Part of the reason why we are struggling so much, whether it be spiritually, relationally, financially, or emotionally, all these things, and on many other levels, because we see ourselves outside of God's image. And because we see ourselves outside of God's image, we cannot be fruitful. Jesus. Woo. Be fruitful. And, and, and be fruitful means on many levels. I'm sorry, I'm not on that. I, I, I'm triple double with it. I'm gonna be fruitful. I, I, I can't be good financially. Watch this, and my wife can't stand me. <laughs> uh, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't what we preach here, amen. No, no, we triple doubles. You can't, you can't ball out in one area and be lacking in all other areas. I can't be good uh, uh, financially, and my kids don't want to be around me. Or they don't know me or want to be around me and I ain't got time for them. No, no, no. I got to make sure with my money straight. I got to make sure my marriage straight. I got to make sure ministry straight. I got to make sure I'm good on all areas. Being fruitful is not about doing it good in one area. That's disrespectful to God. God said be fruitful and multiply. And we sit here with one fruit thinking we did something. No, no, no. I need you to be fruitful, which requires you to be the best version of yourself. And if you do what I ask you to do and realize I am the one who created you and be like me like I told you to be, 
There's no limits to what you can do. Uh, uh, in the NBA, uh, uh, what the commercial when I was little was what I want to be like Mike, like Mike. If I could be like Mike, all of us love that commercial. Hey, Amen. The Gatorade, Michael Garden, the little kid. All of us love that commercial. I feel, I think it was a kid in my era that didn't love that commercial. But what I found out later, Thomas, guess what? Uh, Kobe Bryant only wanted to take it seriously. <laughs> That, that, that while we liked the commercial and while we thought we was doing something and trying to be like Mike Kobe said, nah, 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 I got this. I'm going to be like Mike. Matter of fact, in my being like Mike, I'm going to try to be better than Mike. Hey, Amen. Can I suggest to you that if you slow down and say, I'm going to be like Christ. Uh, I'm going to be like God. And I'm going to do the best I can to walk in his image. I'm going to do the best I can to live like him. I'm going to do the best I can to spend some time in prayer. I'm going to be the best I can to fast and crucify my flesh. I'm going to continue and try to be like Christ. And I'm going to do the best I can and watch he do more with me than I thought was possible. Ooh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So why, the question is, why don't we see ourselves in the image of God, people? Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with failure. Yeah. Because we have failed in certain areas and certain things, and now because I failed, that word hits me so hard, I don't think I can come up out of that failure. Oh, I, I made this mistake, and I'm still uh, held down by this issue. Maybe it's disappointment because I've disappointed some people in my life. I'm just tired of failure because disappointment. Or I've been disappointed in my own life. Things didn't go a certain way, so now I'm not seeing myself in the image of God. Yeah. Maybe it's insecurity. Maybe I don't believe enough in myself. Maybe it's because I don't realize that I was made in the image of God. He called me to be fruitful and called me to multiply and called me to have some dominion and called me to do certain things on the earth. And because I don't see myself like that, I'm insecure. I don't receive the benefits of what God has. God says, I put my creativity in you. Mm. God says, I put my likeness in you. God says, I put my intellect in you. And most importantly, I put my spirit in you. I want you to understand if you ain't being fruitful and being multiplying, this ain't disrespectful to me because I put so much in you. I want you to go and be something in this world. I want you to be something. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. You should be fruitful and multiply my image upon the earth. Yeah. I put all you need in you. Yeah. Don't let the enemy take it out of you. Ooh. I put all you need inside of you. But what happens is when our images get tainted, everything that God puts in us, the, preci- the preciousness of all that good stuff, and when we begin to chase after other images, it begins to delete out of us. He wants you to multiply. Watch this. What does multiply mean? I love this because he didn't say be fruitful in addition. (laughs) I love that. He didn't say be fruitful and add something to it. Nah, nah, nah. Because being fruitful is producing an abundance. So you can't produce an abundance. Everybody knows you can add, but if you you multiply, you're going to get there faster. Amen. You can do 7 plus 7 plus 7 is 21, or you can do 7 times 3, baby, and get right there. Amen. So he knows multiplying gets there faster. So God says, I want you to multiply. I want you to produce an abundance. I want you to get there faster by multiplication. He, I want you to go somewhere and watch this, watch this. He says, I want you to know this because I am the God of multiplication, not addition. 
I am the God that will add to your life. If you keep multiplying right, watch it. It might go to exponents. I, I, I'm not a math whiz, but I know what exponents are. They jump on a whole nother level. Amen. The God I serve. I can't help somebody today. The God I serve says this. I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. That sounds like multiplication to me. Amen. That, that He said that I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That says uh, much of who our God is and the God we serve. He said, I'm giving you dominion. Amen. I want you to rule and have authority. I'm giving you dominion. I'm, I'm making you like me to be like me. I'm telling you to be fruitful and multiply. Then I'm here telling you, you got rule, authority, and dominion over the earth. The animals will listen to you. I need you to understand you are the person I created you to be. And I need you to do some big things for me because I'm a big guy. But you got to believe in yourself. Jesus, that's good. But for us to be, y'all, it's a couple things we got to remember. Watch this. The first is realize who gave you the power. See, 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 I think we messed up in the B part and the enemy was able to trick Adam and Eve because he said, if you do this, you will be like God. And they didn't realize they was as closest to being like God as they ever was going to get. They was the closest to being like God than any human being that has ever walked this earth. They were sinless. They were living in the presence of God in his garden. God was walking through the garden in the cool of the day, as the Bible said, that they were as close as they were going to get. But that's why he put the tree there. The tree said, look, remember who gave you this power. Mm-hmm. It's still my garden. I give you the power that you have, Adam. Don't ever forget that. So if I'm going to give you the power, watch this. You can't abuse the power. Jesus. Because then being like me, and I think that's what jams a lot of us up. Because everybody's saying, I want to be like God. And it produces some kind of great uh, conquering in us. Some selfishness in us and trying to be like God, we end up abusing his power. And the other thing we got to remember, and I'm almost out of here, y'all, is that when I give you the power, watch this, you got to use it for my glory. That's good, Jesus. That everything that I got comes from God. That everything that I got, every, every blessing, everything that he's multiplied, everything he's been fruitful with, I got to understand that it came from him. So it's my job to make sure that other people understand that too. It's my job to make sure to understand that he gets all the glory and the honor. So the praises that, that they're giving you, watch this, you're supposed to take them back and lift them up to God. The, the honor they're giving you, you're supposed to thank you for thank them for it and then take it and give it back to him. Amen. Because we can't forget where it came from. Thank you, Lord. See, see, we got to understand what a manufacturer is. Amen. See, the manufacturer is the one who is the one who created something, who built it for a purpose. See, the manufacturer knows the design, what it took to build it, the materials, everything. The manufacturer is the one who puts it together. The manufacturer is the one who organized the whole thing. And what I learned about manufacturers, the good ones, watch this, they always have a warranty. Because of sin, watch this, God called us to be fruitful and multiplying all these things. He made us like him in Genesis 1, but because of Genesis 3, and the enemy came and tricked us into his image. We got broken. But I thank God for the manufacturer we serve. Watch this. He got a warranty. Yes. Uh, he has a warranty, amen. He, even in the beginning of Genesis, he had a warranty already picked out. It said before the foundation of the earth, the lamb was already slain. I'm trying to help somebody. Because somebody feeling broken. Somebody said, Pastor, I want to be like God. I want to be fruitful and multiply. I want God to be inside of me. And I want to be what God has called me to be. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. And I'm trying to be all I can be. But I'm broken. Jesus. 
And what I'm telling you, my sister, my brother, is that you got to come back to the manufacturer. That he has a warranty called Jesus. He got a warranty that the blood will cover you, that the blood will forgive you, that the blood will bring you back to where you need to be. But all you got to do is come back to the manufacturer. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I don't know if you're saved. I don't know. Watch this. You might be be saved, but you might not be where you need to be spiritually. You might have walked out on God, and now you're broken. You're dealing with something. You might have walked out on God and now you're hurting and dealing with something. And God is saying, I'm the manufacturer. I know the enemy might got you running around in an image that's not you, but I put me in you from the beginning. And all you got to do is turn and come back to me. If you come back unto me, watch this, my warranty don't end. You come back unto me, my warranty is through a lifetime. Because my blood, my son's blood was enough. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you need to come back home, let today be your day. If you need to come back home, let today be your day. Lift your hands in your home, wherever you're at, maybe in your car, watch, I don't know, and say, God, I'm coming back home. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my trespassing and my wrong. I believe your son Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe the Holy Spirit is in me and I believe in all my brokenness, oh God. You are going to heal me and make me whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to be saved, it's the time to give your life to Christ. No better time. No better time. Why? Because tomorrow is not promised. It's no better time because we don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen the next minute. And I know I don't want to be without God. He's responsible for my next breath. That I can't blink without him. I can't walk without him. I can't move. I can't do anything without God. So I want to encourage you. If you need God. Or if you need to be saved. I don't know. Maybe you're looking for a church home. It should be enough on your screen. Contest to join. Maybe you got a prayer request. If you need to sit in there as well. So we can pray for you. Amen. Or whatever the case may be. Amen. But just know that God loves you. And God cares. And God wants to do some amazing things in your life. But we got to believe who God is. We got to believe his word and take him at his word. And he's going to do some amazing things in your life. Amen. Let's give God a praise for his word and what he's doing. Amen. And we thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Amen. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. A couple things and we're going to get out of here. Amen. Um, thank you uh, for all that it gave earlier. Amen. Thank you for the for the 90 crowd. Amen. Where y'all at the 90 crowd. Amen. I'm loving y'all. Uh, I'm praying for y'all. Amen. If, if you missed the tithe, if you missed your time to tithe and, and take up offering earlier, amen, go ahead and do that now as we pray blessings over your offering and your tithe. I know we all log on at different times. Amen. So if you missed it earlier, please go ahead and get in on your offering. If you, if you just uh, stopping by, thank you for visiting with us. Thank you for worshiping with us. Amen. And the word bless you. We thank you for any seed you may have sown into the ministry. We speak life and blessings over it right now, Father God. So thank you for the offering. Thank you, O God, for those that have tied. Thank you, O God, for those, O God, who will continue trusting you, O God. We are grateful, O God, for every individual, O God. We are grateful for every family, O God. We ask, O God, you continue to bless them indeed right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, it's the, it's the first Sunday of March, amen. So uh, God spoke and said, why not do communion, amen. Why not? So we're going to go ahead and have Holy Communion real quick, amen. Uh, I'll put something out uh, Go ahead and get some uh, bread, crackers, whatever you got Some juice, I don't know what you got, amen it's your house. The, What matters is we're going to do The uh, Supper of the Lord, amen Get you some 
Bray, I don't care if we got to get some work today, amen. <laughs> do what you got to do, amen, as we celebrate Jesus, amen. Let me get this opened up. Work with me. I'm going to be in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. If you want to follow along with me, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 11. It is. All right, I'm going to get my cracker up out of here. Here we go. All right. Hallelujah, I got it. I got it. It's a little, a little, a little tight. It's tight, but it's right, amen. Hallelujah, let's look at this. All right. Uh, first Corinthians, the Lord's Supper, which is such an important part of, of Christianity, amen. I want to... Uh, Say this too, that it also tells us to examine ourselves, amen. It's what the Bible tells us, to examine ourselves. If you feel for any reason you shouldn't take it, then don't take it, amen. But if you, if if whatever the case may be, because Paul tells us, look here, it's not time to eat. This is real. This is real. So what we do uh, to honor God and Christ and for anything in your life, for any reason, the Bible tells us to judge yourself and you won't be judged, amen. That it's a personal thing, amen. It's something that you have to do. I want to put that out there. But he says, you know, don't drink it unworthily. So, it, it, and then we always can repent and ask God's forgiveness. But we want to take this time to celebrate what Jesus done for us, amen, for what he did. So look at this, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Amen, amen. Then he says this, in the same manner, he also took a cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he come. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God some praise that we are proclaiming the Lord's death till he's come. Amen. So we thank God for an awesome time, an awesome worship. Hope you enjoyed the awesome word and hope you enjoyed communion as well. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys again next week. Be blessed as we continue to go on this new series entitled B. God bless you.